Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins. And I've had my coffee. A weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film, and the other is seeing it for the first time. And this week, we chose a Marvel masterpiece. 2017's Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, which Ragnarok. means the end times. End times! <laughs> which... Sadly, it turned out to be true. Twas the end times. It was for Asgard. For Asgard, and which then is of course not a place, but a people. Led into more end times, which you would know if you you know watched more Marvel movies. Was it a- what comes after it? Age Infinity, Infinity Wars, Infinity War, and then uh, yeah, and then we go on to Endgame. <laughs> so listen, man, I haven't seen any of the Thor movies except for this one. Yeah, I know, I know nothing. You told me to read. Yeah, just catch up a little, right? Yeah, so I read the Wikipedia on Thor and Thor the Dark World. Yeah. So, and here's the thing. I, when Thor came out, I really didn't care. Um, Wow, okay. I just, it didn't really appeal to me. I didn't really care. So I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it, I don't know, months or a year or so later. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. Like, it was a fun superhero movie. Um, The Dark World. Dark World is, I don't think it has a lot of fans I enjoyed it, but I'm also a very... It's it's really dark, and you know I love the dark shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I haven't seen it since then. Like, I enjoyed it, but I didn't feel the need to watch it again. So I've never been a huge Thor fan. I like the character in the Avengers movies, but I never really cared that much. But just seeing the trailers for Ragnarok, you could tell that it was going to be a really fun time. Um, I didn't know anything about... Taika Waititi at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I've gotten super fucking into what we do in the shadows, and I can tell you that this man is like an idol by <laughs> <laughs> now. I just think everything he does is fucking magic, um, which we can talk a little bit more about to it at, at some point. Um, this this also so this came out after Ghostbusters, I believe. Um, the Ghostbusters remake, where I feel like you really get to see... I mean, Chris Hemsworth is a funny guy, but I don't think I knew that until... Until you go Ghostbusters. Until Ghostbusters, and what was the other one? The vacation movie that wasn't really that great with Ed Helms. Yeah, it was like Vacation. Vacation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Vacation. (laughs) Oh, Um, since we're rebooting everything, yeah, he was in two big reboots, Ghostbusters and Vacation. Right. Well, yeah. And he was good in that, but he wasn't like really really funny in it but it was still good he but was like, one of my favorite parts of vacation ghostbusters i remember 
just dying every time he was on screen and it was because he was he was so stupid it was the stupid mm-hmm. shit like yeah. i remember him just sticking his finger into his through his empty glasses and <laughs> scratching his eye and just thinking like this dude has just amazing instinct mm-hmm. comedic instinct yeah. and and timing mm-hmm. and i think that was something that I, I don't know exactly who saw it first, if it was Watiti or if it was, you know, producers or whomever decided to kind of go and run with that and make Ragnarok so funny. Um, but thank God they did, because I feel like it really showcased how how great of a comedic actor he is also. I think it was Watiti, because I was reading um, the IMDb trivia and he was saying... Chris is a great comedic actor, and we didn't feel like it. I, I you know, I thought we could, should tap into that for this movie. Yeah. And, so and I know he definitely uh, encouraged that because a yeah. lot of it, of course, was was improvised, improvised. Yeah, which I think is really, really awesome. And you know so what? Great. I didn't know that obviously until after I watched the film. But it's pretty. It feels that way. It yeah. feels improvised, but it feels like. So you mentioned what we do in the shadows. I have watched some of the show. I did see the movie a while ago, and there's a certain kind of humor. It reminds me of a lot of like. Monty Python, a little bit of, you know, I don't know how to describe the humor. It's a little dry and kind of low-key. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's very um, straight man. Yeah. I think that, you know, you're you're laughing about something, but it's not goofy, slapstick, laugh out loud. It's a very sort of straight, humble kind of delivery, um, which I personally love. So my favorite, my favorite part of this movie probably my favorite like line clip scene from any marvel movie oh really is in this movie uh, yeah as far as humor for humor's sake as far as like makes me laugh okay because honestly marvel has a lot of really funny stuff like they have a lot they, i mean you know there's a huge breadth of actors involved mm-hmm. in that robert downey jr has amazing comedic timing he's a really mm-hmm. funny guy chris and evans he, yeah. didn't even realize but yeah a lot of these people are really talented and really funny and they've had some great writers along the way too so they've had some great moments but yeah, my my favorite part is when he's talking about when Thor is talking about um, Loki and when they were kids. <gasps> yeah. And he he turned into a snake and I picked him up and he turned into a snake because he knows that I love snakes and I picked him up to admire it. To admire the <laughs> snake and then he turned back into himself and he stabbed me <laughs> and we were eight. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. I cannot express to you how hard I laughed. And it was it's because it's just it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous story, but it's delivered in a way of, yes, this is just how it was, and this was our life, and, you know, and Mm -hmm. then he stabbed me because that's the kind of person that he is, and I don't know, there's something about it that is so out there, Mm -hmm. and yet real. Yeah, no, it's Um, true to character. It's something Loki would do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, And you do see that in in what we do in the shadows too for sure i mean it's vampires but they're also dealing with daily life right and there's something absurd about it i think that's yeah there's definitely an absurdity yeah Yeah. right so they are gods so you you do they can play those kinds of like loki can play those kinds of tricks on him and and it sounds absurd because that's not reality as we know it but it is their reality and he's (laughs) just telling a story but it's also absurd so you find it funny yeah no i do think there's for me, this kind of humor, I get it, and I do find it funny. Watching this movie reminded me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy, like Star Lord yeah. and the way he behaves, um, and then the kind of the way that he is about. He's just he want he tries. Star Lord tries harder. Thor is just cool. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's just like one Which of the cool kids. Is if you did go on and watch additional movies, they uh, <laughs> <laughs> they actually find him. Um, 
Star Lord's group, they find Thor in Infinity War and bring him on. And uh, there's a little bit of a, a kind of cute, fun rivalry mm-hmm. between the two of them, which is great because it is just that. It is yeah. just that, that that Peter Quill like wants to be cool and thinks he's cool mm-hmm. and thinks he's hot and think, but he also isn't. And right. Thor just fucking is yeah. and everybody knows that right. but thor is also very competitive right he wants to be the strongest avenger obviously he's not or at least as i don't know that he wants it i think he as stark has defined it he that isn't he is. the strongest <laughs> avenger um but he definitely has that kind of effortless cool but also everything still has to be a competition i'm obviously the, the guy who's gonna save the day i'm always coming in and saving the day like oh yeah yeah and yeah. he doesn't question it you know when he's trapped that's this, what heroes do in this film when he gets trapped on sakar and he's gonna have to go into the and, and fight the fight the number one gladiator or whatever and he's just like I'm when just he gonna, becomes new doug right new doug yes but he's just like well i'm going to win and save the day and that's just how it is and yes. but it's i think it's because he is a god and he's always had and even he's, he's even thousands his, yeah i mean he's thousands of years old yeah. he's been around the block a few times mm-hmm. he's been a yeah. hero before and he's and done even some shit. without his hammer at this point he still doesn't question that <sighs> he can do it yeah. yeah yeah it's rough so so what so you saw this in the theater then yeah this one yeah yeah and was released in November, I believe. So it would have been around the holidays. Um, I don't really remember. I just remember. I remember wanting to see it because it looked hilarious, and I remember seeing it, and it was hilarious. Did you go? Is this one of the ones that you went with your dad on like a Sunday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it met your expectations. It was hilarious, and you. Yeah, and I don't know that I really had many expectations going in because. I didn't, I mean, like I said, I've never really been a huge Thor fan. I don't really know the Thor comics. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I I knew that the Hulk was going to be in this. So the Hulk, as a comic book character, as a character in general, Mm -hmm. has always been my favorite. Um, Like, even when I was a little kid, I used to to watch The Incredible Hulk, exactly, (laughs) with, with my dad. And I think there's just, I have... I don't know if you know this about me, but I have I have some rage issues. <laughs> what? No. So I, I can identify with that feeling of going from zero to ten <laughs> really quickly and kind of uh, I I wouldn't say that I hulk out, but you know, definitely that <laughs> that inability to kind of control your emotions and then have them take over, which is what he's always dealt with. So I've always been a fan of the Hulk, but in the MCU I never really cared, and I think a lot of that, I think we've talked about that before too. That it's just the computer animation always turned me off, mm-hmm. and I think part of it was growing up with the Hulk show, where yeah, Lou Ferrigno's the it Hulk, was really it's a real person, makeup. yeah, and then being turned into this computer-generated beast that just doesn't really look real because he's so much bigger than everybody else, and he's you know, mm-hmm. he's he's a cartoon, it, so I never cared for it. So I never saw the Hulk movies. I only know the Hulk from the Avengers, and I do love that hulk um i mean i i've it's very he's very different you know but i definitely i I, i've always loved mark ruffalo um so anyway seeing that he was in this too i was like okay well this could be either weird and awkward or maybe really good it didn't bother me the cgi stuff in this one i felt like it, it didn't fit. bother me as much in this one and this i really liked the soundtrack i liked the sound of it i'm not talking about the let's no, yeah but the, but the 70s actual, feel yeah and it yes. felt it felt like a little bit yeah a little bit like it, it reminded me a lot of stranger things how stranger things sounds yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. and a little bit too of um the black mirror episode san junipero which i don't think you've seen but have you seen have you seen masters of the universe 
Maybe, Dolph Lundgren is maybe, He-Man. Probably not. Oh maybe. My God. I don't know. I'm put, I gotta put it on the list. I gotta put it on the list if for no other reason than so that I can watch it again because it's been so many years. But when I was a kid, I fucking loved that movie. Courtney Cox. It was one of Courtney Cox's she, first movies. We're talking about She-Ra and He-Man, right? That uh, kind of He-Man. stuff? Yeah, I, I yeah. don't think She-Ra yeah. was actually in because it. Because yeah, He-Man. He-Man and She-Ra were like kind of a huge deal when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Skeletor, big yeah. fucking deal. Yeah, exactly. So Masters of the Universe, I feel it reminded me so much of that. Not in the movie itself, but in, yes, in that. That kind of late 70s early to mid 80s the synthesizers the mm-hmm. fucking synthesizers it's, all yeah. of that and then just the kind of the same kind of um quirkiness that you got from Guardians of the Galaxy also you know with the alien and, and like yes. Star Wars it with alien creatures like, the costumes yes. more puppetry yes. that kind of stuff going on it felt on. a lot this felt a lot like the first Guardians of the Galaxy to me which I enjoyed I enjoyed the first yeah. I, I don't I can't say whether I liked Guardians of the Galaxy more than this because it's been a while since I've seen that first Guardians movie, but I think Guardi- for me, Guardians of the Galaxy is probably a better movie. Mm. But I feel like I laugh harder when you in watch Ragnarok. This. Like yeah. when I, to me, this is yes, there's some real serious stuff in here, and it does fit into the MCU and it sets things up for the coming movies, and it gives you a great and different feel for some of these characters. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it works really well in that universe. But for me, it's it's just kind of a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have since seeing it. So, so yeah, the first time I saw it in the theater, I don't think I saw it in the theater again. I may have because knowing me, it's, you know, a total possibility. Um, but I do remember it hit Netflix like pretty quick pretty quick yeah and as soon as i saw that it was on netflix i watched it probably three or four times after that just to turn on in the background Mm -hmm. just because it it makes me happy it just makes me happy i remember decorating christmas cookies while watching watching it it too Um, it just feels good it's you know i enjoyed it i think that so i was watching it and i was wondering why you liked it so much there's no real love interest in it um, which I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like typically in a movie like this you have something like I mean like Guardians of the Galaxy has that mm-hmm. um, but it's a family drama so to speak there's family drama and there's you know there's maybe not actual romance but there is a lot of of there's, love I mean they're buddy buddy yeah exactly the, yeah. They're, it's the relationship between Thor and Hulk exactly and they're Banner. reuniting and not just reuniting but becoming closer because they didn't really have much of a relationship mm-hmm. beforehand they were just you know on the same team they're just work friends yeah and then <laughs> and and so they get to kind of create this bond and uh, and of course yeah there is there's certainly is family the drama family drama and, and i know you really like family dramas and i, I thought do. that must be why part of why this struck a chord with you um so yeah and i i think it's interesting how they've tied in all this norse mythology like with the yeah. odin and loki and uh, I think it's Thor. so weird that the comics ever did that. I think that's one of the reasons why I was never really attracted to, like, the Thor comics, is it seems strange to me to take something that is rooted in reality as a sort of religious mythology and to turn that into, like, alien superheroes. That that still seems it's weird, weird to, think to me. It's weird to think of Thor flying a spaceship. Right. That's what I mean. It just, it, I'm able to, it's weird that I, I feel like this causes me to suspend disbelief more so than like i don't know some skinny kid from brooklyn being turned into captain america like that i can buy more so than you're telling me that all these gods who were worshipped for thousands of years are really like 
aliens. Really? But are they? So, so Asgard doesn't even look like a planet. It's just like flat city in space. I didn't understand it at all. I assume it's a small planet. I mean, you see it at the end it's when it blows round. up. It's not round, though. It's just like this flat, it looks like a space, a flat space, space station. It wasn't round. I don't know, maybe. It it's... was like Atlantis. It looked like an Atlantis floating in space. Maybe it's an Atlantis planet. It was really strange. And, and I'm like, so what the fuck is Asgard? Because when Odin or... Anthony Hopkins, who, by the way, I was getting strong Legends of the Fall vibes from this Anthony Hopkins character. <laughs> because he was like, he's sitting, he's he's kind of like a got retired, don't no longer give a shit. And, yes. and he's got the eye patch, and I was like, scrum, scrum, scrum. <laughs> a strong, strong, because you've got the sun with the long blonde hair ah, and the sun with the dark. Yes, yes. and the, like very serious Aiden Quinn. Yeah, uh-huh. So anyway, so I was feeling that, but he says he's in, he's been exiled to Norway and he's looking out at the ocean and he's talking about how beautiful it is and he says, this is home. So did they come from Norway? Are they actually from I No, I think that they spent some time there um, because they've been all over the galaxy. So I think that they, at some point, came down to Earth and were, because they were, you know, aliens, were kind of all of a sudden worshipped as gods and that's the that's the backstory as to why we have Norse mythology is that these aliens they were aliens who came to Earth yeah so I think that they they spent some time I don't I don't know the whole backstory if they like fucking tried to colonize Earth or some shit I don't Mm -hmm. know but I think that they were there for a long period of time remember like I said they've been around for thousands and thousands Mm -hmm. of years so okay I mean I like the opening where he's you know kind of hanging from Mm -hmm. the chains and he's gonna fight this monster thing who's gonna bring Ragnarok yeah Yeah, whatever it is and uh that was funny and I was getting that vibe the same vibe that I got from uh Guardians of the Galaxy that kind of like Mm -hmm. wit and kind of dry humor and then when he goes back to Asgard and Loki as Odin is has this play and it's fucking Matt Damon as Loki and uh I guess the other Helmsworth, Hemsworth brother. The as, older one. Yeah. The, the older Luke, I guess, as yeah. uh, as uh, And then and then Sam Neill. And then Sam Neill as Odin, yes. Which it was is part, amazing. It was, so I was really laughing and yucking at that. I do remember being in the theater and, like, I started the moment I saw that <laughs> it was Matt Damon. I burst out laughing. And I remember silence in the theater. Oh, because Because I, I remember thinking, like, is nobody else seeing this? Do they not realize what is going on? And granted, it was it wasn't a full theater because it was a Sunday morning. But like, I do remember having that moment of like, am I the only one who sees? <laughs> and 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 can I just ask, like, what is it about? I never thought much about Thor. You know, when I think about Thor, I always think of adventures and babysitting because the younger sister. Yes, is and she was wearing Thor. the helmet. She wears the helmet, yeah. and then she sees the guy at the auto place, and she yes. thinks he is Thor because he's got this hammer. Um, and then he saves the day because she guilt him. Um, but I you just, know what my biggest takeaway from that movie was? What? That there are rats big enough to be like cats because <laughs> her friend who was practically blind like lost her glasses and, and it was a rat. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just never understood what the big fucking deal was. And yeah, Chris Hemsworth is hot. I prefer Liam. I do not. I I don't even know how you can say that. I feel like that's a very strange thing to even say. I mean, he's attractive and everything, but he's just... In this movie, he's way... He, he, again, it's just bordering on disgusting how big he is. Ouch. They said he put on like 20 pounds of muscle or something like something that. Something Working out six, yeah. six, seven days a week, eating 6,000 calories a day. I know. Like... I was reading all the things that he yeah, did yeah, to yeah. get those biceps looking like He's that. He's done this a few times now, too. I think yeah. that's the amazing thing to me. 
um, is that this wasn't just a, a one-time thing. Because I think mm-hmm. there are actors out there who, for one role, for that one role, they, They'll like, do it. really, really buckle down. But he'll do it every fucking few years. Yeah. It's just nuts. And he's already, I think, a naturally big guy. Like, he's a I tall so. person yeah, yeah. and a broad-shouldered person. And he's just very Australian and I think, in that way. Yeah, and I think he does stay in shape all the time, too. He seems to be, like, a really active person yeah. who that's part of his life regardless, which I, I think that really appeals to me too mm-hmm. to have somebody who knows how to get what they want out of their body because I feel like I struggle so much with that so that I do find that super appealing also I mean I agree with you that like I've seen him he looks it's almost it's almost not realistic yeah well it's certainly it's not realistic um and I think he would probably say it's not realistic I think he was eating like 6,000 calories a day that's not something a normal human does no. so I mean I could do it well, no, I definitely could. Um, it wouldn't be good calories. I would die at the end of a week. <laughs> I could crush. I could crush calories. Well. But yeah, and then to actually work out too. I don't know about that. So yeah. So I don't. I didn't. I don't get the the love for the the God of Thunder, the Lord of Thunder, <laughs> Lord of Thunder, <laughs> Sparkles. <laughs> yeah, like, Sparkles comes out of his coming out. Oh, of his well, that's neat. Um. So I never really, I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of superhero movies, and I don't understand the thing. I Chris Hemsworth is cute, but whatever, not not really. I think, yeah, I never really in. cared about, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of Thor to begin with, and I remember everybody after Thor, the first Thor came out, they were talking about how amazing he was, so fucking hot, and this mm-hmm. and that. And I could say that he was attractive, but also the blonde thing doesn't do it for me. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. And I think he went really blonde in that movie. Like, I think they actually bleached mm-hmm. his eyebrows and stuff, too. Yeah. It was, it's oh, yeah. not, I'm not. Looks unnatural, maybe. I dislike. I don't like the, you know, I'm not a fan of, like, the pasties. Mm-hmm. Pasty pale blondes, not my thing. Um, but I think the biggest reason why I find him so attractive now is the humor the, the more than comedy. anything. Yeah. yeah. The, the way he can make me laugh. He's obviously a super attractive guy physically. And then to be able to just be that fucking funny. And he's a good actor, too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, in serious stuff as well. He is a very good actor. Um, he's just so funny. I just fucking love that. I love it. I can't, like, I just love it. Do you like him better with long hair as Thor? Or did no. you like it short? Do you like it when they cut it off? Yeah. The other thing I was thinking as I was reading through the Thor stuff on Wikipedia and then the Thor The Dark World stuff, it's such a complicated web of people and plot there's and a it's lot very complex and it, it felt it started to feel very lord of the rings to me and i know you really like that shit because they created a world yeah yeah yeah. so i feel like that was maybe something else that you really kind of cl- like. well and also speaking of lord of the rings we have galadriel and aoma right here okay wait so which one is carl urban uh uh scourge right right but aoma aoma okay and who's the other one and galadriel Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah. So I was happy when Carl Urban showed up. Oh my god, he's so great in this too. He the shake the fucking shake weight yeah. and then he's just <laughs> so bad at his job. Yeah, he really so is. So bad. Yeah. But then in the end he redeems himself mm-hmm. and yeah, you just can't help it. I do think he brought something to a role that also could have been just uh very ancillary and kind of blah. I, I do think he did a great job. I think that's true. Honestly, everyone in this movie, I do think there was a lot of great casting too. That Kate Blanchett as this horrible, horrible woman, you yeah. know, as this villain. I think she was amazing. I think Carl Urban, a relatively small role, but really kind of tapped into some of the nuance and had some of the humor, but was also 
able to kind of show the uh, the fear and the the disdain and the um, yeah uh, <laughs> I mean we can't like talk about this without talking about Jeff Goldblum right <gasps> <sighs> I just fucking love him so much. He's kind of like I, Nick Cage to me in that he can he is so distinct in him and and so when he is doing something it is so him. Like he just can't you cannot yeah, you cannot separate him. He will never him. not be Ian Malcolm to me though. He is inseparable from that role. I love him so much in Jurassic Park, but he's good in this too. He's good in everything. He is. I don't remember what movie it was. It was like some romantic comedy and he was he was a, a, some sort of ancillary character. He was, you know, the best friend. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, but I remember he and whoever it was, Matthew McConaughey, maybe, you know, um, they were, cause it was, cause it was some kind of romantic comedy. So he was the friends with whoever the, the lead was and they were working out together. And whoever it was, Matthew McConaughey, whomever was like running on a treadmill and standing right next to him is Jeff Goldblum walking slowly on the treadmill. I think he might've been eating something at the time too. And he was just like fucking being Jeff Goldblum and just, listening to him and giving advice but like they're at a gym he's just meandering on this treadmill <laughs> and he's just like yeah that sounds rough you should really try this i just everything he does has just a certain kind of unique flair to it smart alec everything he says is a smart uh, alec thing s- yes yeah yes great. no he was good in the, he was good in this as as the kind of dick dickheaded dictator Who's you know everything? But he's is also likable. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> weirdly likable. My favorite character in this movie was uh, the Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson. She was amazing. She's amazing. Yes, she's so beautiful. I thought she is, isn't she? She is ridiculously beautiful, and just I like this character could have been like okay. If I'm gonna go back to Guardians of the Galaxy, who's the green girl from Guardians of the Galaxy? What's her name? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can't believe I'm blanking. So it's the same kind of. It's that like kind of a dick, but she shows up and she's kind of a dick, and they meet. But I felt like the green girl in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was too far one way. Yeah, Gamora is the character. Yeah, I felt like Tessa Thompson was way more nuanced in her performance of this character, the Valkyrie, Mm -hmm. and she didn't have a lot to do with. Like she didn't have a ton of lines. She didn't have a lot of. like moments a lot of the time when she was doing stuff it was like the physical stuff where she's fighting or whatever but I felt like when she made that and it it was barely there because I do think some of the plot in this was a little bit rushed yeah yeah, yeah I kind of towards the end where they switch over to fighting from fighting each other to fighting Hela but I thought she has that moment with Loki where he shows her mm, the past what she had gone and through. what happened with Hela and then she I don't know. It worked for me, and I thought she just did an incredible job. I do think, I think that, again, yeah, talking about kind of the, the casting of this and getting some great people, I think it was a very nuanced performance, whereas it could have been, it could have been so Really hokey. hammy. Because she's just, she's, she's a drunk. A, she's a, a has-been. She's, you know, this just, like, washed-up, disgruntled mm-hmm. former soldier. And you do still get to see little things just because she's a, because she is a good actor you get to see the little things in uh different switches of her expression mm-hmm. um you know you can see that she's trying to cover feelings yeah. <laughs> with humor that she's shoving certain things down that she is thinking about 
helping her people but also doesn't want to get back mm-hmm. involved with all of that again for her own sake like there is that kind of constant internal struggle that you can see within her even though like you said that she doesn't have that many lines yeah she's not really doing that much um, she's just a really good fucking actress yeah also i find the hulk performance was quite good i had never seen that much hulk in any of these movies there's never has been and yeah. i this really was- enjoyed it and i spoiled myself on the big reveal because because I, you're fucking terrible no i was scrolling through imdb before we got what to, big reveal the, the like fact in the, that in, they the met? in the in the gladiator oh yeah thing everybody um, knew that anyway they did that in the trailers so i would have been more surprised if i hadn't looked at the cast list ahead of time because yeah. i didn't see a trailer so mm-hmm. i would have been more surprised to see that it was the hulk but or maybe that it was maybe i picked up on other clues but i saw ruffalo in the cast list and then i think i saw green powder bombs going off and yeah. i thought it's going to be Hulk. And they're friends. And yeah. then it went down how I expected it to. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoy that battle scene, too. That's so great. Mm-hmm. That, like, and that's kind of like what you were saying before. You know, in real life, you can't just stab your brother and everything's fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of thing, like, in a gladiator fight. Not that we have that many in real life nowadays, anyway. But in a gladiator fight, usually somebody dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with these two, uh, of course, they're both able to survive, so they can just beat the living shit out of each other <laughs> uh, which is a lot of fun yeah and i really enjoyed korg played by taiko watiti like watiti cannot do any wrong when when loki's in the prison and he just kind of shows up and he kicks him he's like piss off ghost <laughs> yes <laughs> and then he's bitching about the other gladiators don't clean up after themselves oh so lazy when he's talking about being made of rocks and then a rock just falls off and he just looks down and he goes oh, oh that happened <laughs> Yeah. Or later when he has what, what's it, what's his friend's name? Uh, I don't know, but he's like the little slug-looking thing. thing. The little slug guy. First of all, when they're just sitting there too, and he's like, oh, "Are those things coming out of <laughs> the eggs? Is, is that ectoplasm or the egg? <laughs> it looks like eggs." <laughs> it's gross. A. It is. He's like a little grub. He's, <laughs> but at the end when the Thor's he, like, "Well, I don't know where we should go. Uh, where, where are you from? Yeah, where's he from?" And he's like, <laughs> "Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. I accidentally stepped on him." <laughs> But then but he comes back. I felt I felt so guilty. I've been carrying him around. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. It was really funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's just what Doug said. <laughs> Doug, hey Doug. Oh, that's oh right. he's right. Doug's dead. dead. <laughs> I think too. Um, there were lots of things that happened that. So Hela brings her army back, and she's got this. It felt very Game of Thrones, Night King to me. Raises this army. Sure. They're like kind of zombies. Yeah, and and she's got a giant wolf, which reminded me of the dire wolves. Who, what is his name? Fengri? Like, he's he's a real character in Norse mythology. The wolf? Yeah. Um, Actually, I think in the mythology, he, the the wolf, and Hela, I think they're actually Odin's kids. Yeah, I think I read that in the trivia. I never studied Norse mythology, so I don't know the first thing about it. I mean, I wouldn't say I studied, studied it. I, I... I've had different times in my life where I've been slightly obsessed with different kinds of mythologies. So you go down the rabbit hole. So exactly. So I'll I'll go down the Norse mythology mm-hmm. rabbit hole, the Greek mythology rabbit hole. I've been uh, alternately into you know Celtic mythology mm-hmm. and the Fae and everything at different times. But so Loki, so Loki, you okay? So Tom Hiddleston, he's okay. I like him. All right. He's got a weird mouth. <laughs> I think um, he is great though. I, I do think good. that. Like yeah. 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 He's very good. And I've seen him in just a few other things. Admittedly, I haven't watched a ton of his stuff. Um, but he is a really good actor. I've seen him in some things where, yeah, he's 
do you have the apartment i think i think was that one maybe maybe i'm making that up i'm trying i think um what's the movie the one where it's um Mm -hmm. it is a Uh uh-huh guillermo del toro sure what is it called and he is playing he's crimson peak yeah crimson peak yeah yeah that's I think maybe the only other thing that I've seen him in that I can think of. And I liked him in that very much. Um, but I just don't know him that well. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I've only seen him in a couple of things outside of the Marvel stuff. Um, which I feel bad about because I those couple of things he's been really good in. And I'm sure, like, I can tell that he's, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really watched much of his other so to have a character like loki who you just can't really trust so you always have to be one step ahead of them yeah i I mean which is fun it's it's fun i think um for storytelling purposes yes but i guess it it's confusing to me because i don't know maybe it's just because i'm like a straight shooter and i don't like that kind of stuff and i i'm trying to think of another example of a movie where you have somebody who you can't 100 percent trust and in this movie you see Thor is one step ahead of him, you know. Mm-hmm. He get they get to the ship and then Thor is able to dis dis what's the word? Dis. Not dis. Like he sticks the blue sparky thing in his neck and so then in or in his back so he can shock him and sure. kind of disengage him and make him not able to to continue on with any of his tricks. Disables him? Disable, yes. <laughs> that's that's what you're going for? Okay. He disables him. Um and that's what I I guess I just, it feels weird to me. Because you have this person who's taken over Asgard, kicked Dad out, but you show up. I mean, he didn't, like, he put him in a nice place. Like old folks' home, Shady Acres. (laughs) In New York, yeah. Um, I think the interesting thing about Loki, too, is more so than, I mean, when you talk about something like comic books, a lot of or you know superhero movies that kind of thing a lot of times the concept of good and bad is very black and white and i think that's one of the things that some of the mar a lot of the marvel movies have done really well with their villains too you know it's not always black and white you Mm -hmm. have um in age of ultron you have this this terrible android ultron who wants to kind of destroy the world but his reasoning is fairly solid even thanos and i know you're looking at me like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i mean but i understand the words but i'm not totally following you in uh, in infinity war and in and in game thanos is a villain of course he's trying to destroy half of all life but again he kind of has some sound reasoning there he's thinking his way through things i think they've done a really good job of having villains who are multifaceted mm-hmm. um even with hella you know she she's bad sure but she's not wrong that she was kind of fucked over by yeah, her family. she was sidelined. She did all the hard, heavy lifting, and then her dad got rid of her. Exactly. And just pretended like she didn't exist. Right. And here she comes back to her home, and nobody knows who she is, mm-hmm. and her own family is yeah. doesn't know who she is and certainly won't uh, bend to her rule, even though technically she should be in charge. She yeah. is the firstborn. Um, so, I mean, there is... the with With Loki, I think that was one of the first ones that in the marvel world that you really got to see that with too and i don't know if it was a plan all along or if tom hiddleston is so great that in the first thor he just tested really well and people like had an affinity for him and that Mm -hmm. was why they decided to keep him going i really don't know for sure um 
But the fact that he's based on the trickster god, I think, makes it easier for them to play him in different ways, too. So that he is, he's like a dick brother, <laughs> and he's just kind of a jerk. Um, and he's also pure evil at mm-hmm. times, and yeah. wants to just murder people. Um, but then most of the time, for the most part, he's really just selfish, and just out to get what he wants. But then there are other times where, you know, he can't deny his nature. He's a trickster, and he's just kind of messing with people Mm -hmm. because that's just what he does, and he doesn't really mean harm in it necessarily. It's just how he is. And then you can see that he also does have a conscience, and he comes back in this, you know, he comes back for uh, to help save his people who Mm -hmm. aren't even really his people because he's actually uh, from a different people, a different planet. Um, But I do think he's... It's it's interesting to me that we don't have that very static black and white, uh, bad versus good, kind of kind of it's thing. It's kind of like when I was watching Civil War and Nick Fury. I was like, can I trust him? Can do it? I trust him. Like I was struggling with that too. I felt the same way watching Loki. Like yeah. I feel like Loki's supposed to be bad, but he's doing good things. He's also doing some bad stuff. Oh yeah, but he's doing some good stuff too. I think Banner says it when he walks into him. Right? Doesn't he say like? Well, last time I saw you, you were trying to kill all of, mm-hmm. all of the people. How is it going these days? And he was like, yeah, it changes hour to hour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true. No, yeah. you cannot. No, you can't trust him. Absolutely not. Um, as an audience member, I think that's a lot of fun, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's great to see. And if somebody is as good of an actor as Tom Hiddleston is, too, so that they can play it well, um, I think it's really fun to see and to wonder to yourself, like, is he actually helping? Because there's the scene where they're going into the hangar to get the plane where you're thinking, okay, he's he's going to do this. He's actually going to help. And he may well help because yeah. you've seen him do it in the past. You've seen him team up, if you've watched the other movies too, you've seen him team up with Thor in the past to help his family and to be a brother and, you know, to just or to just be a good guy. Or, I don't know, maybe he just got a bug up his ass and decided to do something good for the day, but you've seen him be good, so you're like, yeah, okay, okay, he's doing it, he's doing it. And then he turns on him and you're like, son of a bitch, he had me fooled again. And yet at the same time, I didn't really trust him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just is a little bit of a mindfuck for me, I guess. And in part two, because I was dropped in the middle of this ongoing story, so there were things that happened that I sort of followed. So Hulk has been Hulk for a long time, or Banner has been Hulk for a long time, but then he sees, it's Scarlett Johansson's character, what's her name again? Yeah, uh, Natasha. Natasha. So that so little, that, I, that lullaby too, I, I thought that when he started, when they were in the ring and he starts... Sun's going down, sun's going down. Yeah, and he starts telling the sun's going down. I, I immediately <laughs> flashed to, I'm like, oh, Leah doesn't know what the fuck's happening right, now. So she I, probably so, thinks he had a stroke. So I'm assuming sun's going down, sun's... Because he kept doing it. I'm assuming it was a way that they kept like... I don't know. I didn't understand. And, I, and when, it was only Natasha who could do that. It was, they called it a lullaby. And because they had a, a little brief kind of cutesy fun kind of it wasn't really fun it was actually it was actually really angsty but yeah (laughs) a little sort of fling in um age of ultron and that was the thing that they would do because banner always had such a hard time keeping a handle on the hulk and being it so he was always afraid if he turned that he wouldn't be able to control himself or be pulled back so they developed this thing where natasha was able to bring him back when he was the Hulk, bring him back to being with the Banner. Lullaby. With that down, lullaby. So that's why, which if you knew that would probably be way, way funnier because I thought it was hilarious well, it was when funny to see Thor, who... Thor, a big, like, tough guy, being right. like, sun's going down, sun's going exactly, down. Exactly, like, yeah. kind of petting him. <laughs> and especially when they were, when they're walking through the bazaar and he just keeps telling him, like, everything out of his mouth is just, sun's going, going down, down sun's, sun's going down, sun's going down. I also, so, so I guess, yeah, and, but, what was it about that clip of Natasha? 
it was I think it was just hearkening back to the so fact he that he, he and loved he was remembering that, himself that he loved and he, her and he left um he left earth in part because well I don't I don't know if he meant, planned on leaving earth or if he just planned on leaving her but I he didn't think that he was good for her and right for her in that whole spiel okay. but so. then he saw her and it made him recall and then he turned back into banner and then I did think it was funny that he was walking around in Stark's clothes and he kept having to like pull the pants down because he likes to wear <laughs> his pants tight and I just love the fact too he was like <laughs> Oh, you, oh yeah, you're in a disguise. I should be in a disguise too. I'm Tony Stark. I'll be, I'll be Tony. <laughs> you are the fucking disguise. <laughs> and Thor's disguise is just yeah. What did he say? Like, what did he say? Like, I'm I'll, I'll be Tony Stark and you'll be the gypsy. Tony Stark and the gypsy. <laughs> but then, but then, doesn't the Valkyrie see them and she's like, "What is that?" And he's like, "It's my disguise." She's like, "I can see your face." And he's like, "Not when I do this." <laughs> That's right. He's such an idiot. Yeah, he kind of is like dumb blonde. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit like obvious and silly. The Doctor Strange stuff too, I didn't expect. And I thought it was cute. I liked it when they were in the city in Shady Acres and he, mm-hmm. he had his hammer turned into an umbrella and, you know, they get caught up with the, with Doctor Strange and then they're talking to him because <laughs> Benedict Cumber. I, I kind of sometimes, I used to get Cumberbatch and Hiddleston confused. Like, is it the name I or think the people? So, like complicated, confusing names. Come and like, Hiddleston. <laughs> Sounds like a very pricey law firm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, I thought that that was that was interesting, and I don't know the I don't know who the fuck Doctor Strange is. So yeah, he's obviously protecting Earth by yeah yeah yeah. yeah. He's he's a wizard, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, you know. Yeah. So, but um, so was, it, you know, I love the parts where he's talking about. You know, well, why didn't you get a hold of me? And he's like, well, you, you don't have a phone. He's like, you could have sent an electronic letter. <laughs> electronic well, do you letter. have a computer? No. No. Why would I need that? <laughs> so there's, there is a, um, fuck, I don't even know what, what you call it, uh, a short. There's a short that was tacked on to Civil War, I think. So, you know, Thor wasn't in Civil War. Right. Um, and there's a short that's tacked on to the DVD that shows what Thor was doing at the time. And he was hunkered down in Australia uh, with a roommate. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was just like a random roommate. It's just like a 10 minute long short of just Thor living a normal life kind of with this guy. And he like <laughs> comes to work and harasses him and like is joking around with him. And then it shows him, you know, putting Molnir down for a nap and like <laughs> blanket over him. It's all kinds of weird shit. And he's, there's one point where he does have a cell phone because he's talking about how like, his friends are, his friends are surely, you know, I've seen stuff in the news about my friends having problems, you know, Captain America's on the run and this and that. And he's like, I'm sure they'll be calling me anytime. They'll be calling me anytime. I'm sure they will. <laughs> and he like picks up his phone. And he's like, there it is. Oh, no, wait, that's not. <laughs> like he was just waiting to be to called. Be called and they never, they never called him. It made me so sad. I think the other thing about being dropped in the middle of this, and I don't know if it's different if you've seen all the movies and you're really into the comics, but there weren't a lot of, to me, there weren't a lot of high stakes in this movie. So what was keeping me watching was the entertainment factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not like, so what, the people of Asgard? And then suddenly fucking Idris Elba shows up and he's some random guy who apparently can have a psychic link to people. Yeah, Heimdall's not an, an, a, a, a random guy. Well, but he to felt, you. It felt very random <laughs> to, to you, me. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Very random to me when suddenly Thor is like closing his eyes and psychically linking with yeah. this guy. And he- Heimdall is uh, one of his best friends, and he does have the ability to have like a psychic link, mm-hmm. and he's the one who's usually running the um, the the wormhole, the rainbow bridge. Yeah, I didn't understand what that was either. That's how they're able to travel. I got it. It's it, a, it I, is a wormhole, basically. Okay, so. yeah, I didn't. But the sword had to be in there, which is why. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I was con- I was like, what the fuck is this thing that lets them travel everywhere? Great, I didn't right? get it. Like, it was super weird. Another thing that I, happens to me with these kinds of movies is there's never any time for anyone to eat or sleep. And I guess if you're a god, you don't necessarily need that, but... You know. There's a deleted scene. So I didn't, because this movie was on Netflix for so long and I watched it on Netflix, I, I never bought it. Like I always, I loved mm-hmm. it and I probably would have bought it, but I didn't have to. And it's no longer on Netflix. So the other day when we decided to watch it, I did just go ahead and buy it. So I got the extra. So I went ahead and watched like the deleted scenes. And there is a deleted scene where they're on the orgy ship and, <laughs> and, uh, uh, Bruce just comes out with, like, a couple of bowls of, like, noodles. And he's just like, oh, look, I found some food for us to eat. And he's sitting there eating. And then one of the noodles, like, turns into some kind of creature or something. And and then Valkyrie comes in and slams it on the table to kill it and just swallows it. So, I mean, they did eat, apparently. They just cut it out. So it's like Thor, he goes back to Asgard after he fights this beast. And then from Asgard, he gets thrown into the... Because Hela comes back, and then he's thrown into the ring, and then they destroy the fucking... Well, okay, and then he goes to this... Earth, and then he has to fight Hela, but they ended up get getting sucked off the Rainbow Bridge, and he lands on this random planet, and like all of that, and then he has to fight the Hulk, and like all along, he's like not eating, he's not drinking, he's not sleeping. So first of all, when he was with Doctor Strange, he had like what two or he three did beers. Have some beer, yeah. So I'm sure enough. that held him over for a little bit. Okay. And then on Sakar, I mean, if they expect him to fight, I assume that they would give him some kind of food. I think they just we don't need to see that, but I'm sure they fed him some sort of gruel, right? I mean, they're not slaves, Leah. They're right. They're prisoners with jobs. That's right. Of course they're going to feed them. <laughs> um, what are the nine realms? The nine realms are basically multiple realms that they were able to rule over throughout time. The Asgardians. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Okay. How can Odin die? He's a fucking god. Yeah. And I don't. So you see him kind of flicker away. So I assume that he didn't really die, but he just kind of. I don't know, transmuted his energy in some way. I think that's the only way that you can explain kind of the death of a god. And then somehow when Thor is fighting Hulk without the hammer, he is able to come into his own power. Well, because he's the god of thunder, not the god of hammer. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you hear the conversation between him and his father when he's fighting Hela and saying he's not strong enough. And he said that the hammer allowed you to wield it, but it wasn't the hammer that had the power. Which I really liked. I I think you're right that there is a lot of... A lot of this movie is just plain fun, and there aren't super, super high stakes. And But I think there are moments. There are moments where you get, again, kind of some more insight into the character. That's a really sweet moment. You know, there are moments between Thor and Loki where you can kind of see that they do have a bond and a relationship and things like that. But even having seen all of the movies, or almost all of the movies, I mean, I've seen all the Thor movies at this point. Mm-hmm. I cared that everybody from Asgard is going to die. Like, I don't want a genocide to occur. But, no, it's not as high stakes as, you know, a lot of the movies are based on as Earth like with Thanos humans. getting rid and, of 50% of the population or Yeah, whatever. and and 50% of the people that you know, yeah, too. Whereas right. with, with the Thor movies, the people we know from the movies, Odin and Frigga, his mom, who was killed in the Dark World, and that was sad, like, that was because you kind of knew her you know um thor and loki and actually loki dies in dark world too how many times is this motherfucker dying he's died a few times yeah a handful I don't yeah know. he dies again in 
Infinity War. That's what I don't understand. And Heimdall dies in Infinity War, and that's why it's that's really sad. Also, so um. and in fairness, um, I believe the the vast majority of um, Asgardians are killed in Infinity War too. So. If you watch the post credit, I yeah, it's been years at this point. I feel like we're good, (laughs) right? But because they make it back to Earth, so I guess Infinity War happens on Earth. Yes, well, all all over actually. There are different areas throughout the universe, so they don't make it. No, they don't make it back to Earth. If you watch the post credit scene, you actually see Thanos coming upon their ship. And oh, that's Thanos. Yeah. See, I didn't get that either. Yeah, I, I was like, everything it was like everything will be fine now. And then this huge ship shows up, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. That's Thanos. They come and they kill uh, most of the people on the ship. Some of them do survive and eventually make it to Earth because you see them in Endgame. In Endgame, they're actually like in Norway and they have this little town and they call it New Asgard Aww. and it's really cute. It's the few survivors, you know, and so. In Endgame, Thor feels bad, as I guess he should, because he wasn't able to kill Thanos in Infinity War, and, you know, half of existence is Mm -hmm. snapped out of reality, which kind of sucks. Oh, doesn't he get fat? He gets super fat. He basically just sits around and drinks and eats and plays video games with, um, the fuck's his name? The rock guy. Korg. Korg. Korg and, uh... The little slug. The little slug guy. They both survive, too. So it's just the three of them hanging out, playing video games. Does the slug get his little blades back? I do not recall the blades being there. I think he was just still a slug like. Um, so, because he's not really up to ruling, Valkyrie kind of took over. And then at the end of Endgame, Thor comes back to New Asgard and he officially hands the reins over to her and says like you're you're the king now which is really that's really sweet too um but anyway yeah most of the asgardians are killed <laughs> so the stakes so all of that work. it's it's weird like i watching ragnarok and i think it is also because it's such a comedic movie it doesn't feel like like even if these people die like i've been taken on this you know great weird fun ride so i don't really care quite as much but then when you do see because it happens in the first the first scene in infinity war is um thanos on that ship with Mm -hmm. just all of the asgardians you know laying around dead around him um and then he so basically and then he kills heimdall and he kills um Loki and it's really it is really dark and sad then like then it did feel very so this is more the fun romp and then, yeah and leading up to shit and gets real exactly and then you get into it and all of a sudden you're surrounded by the yeah mm-hmm. like like you can see the people are have been killed and you know where the stakes are headed in this one so yeah I think a lot of it is just that this is more romp sort of yeah I can accept that but I guess because there aren't a lot of stakes. Like, I wasn't sad when Odin van- vanished or whatever happened to him. Whatever his energy changed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he should have been sad, though, either. It because just he, felt like it was the end of life thing. Right. And, and, he, he, and he said that. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, this isn't where I'm supposed to be anymore. Yeah. I need to move on. And that's... But the brothers weren't terribly sad. I mean, at one point, I think Thor was kind of saying, you know... I've lost my father, you know, hell is down in Asgard, like, destroying shit, like, this sucks. Shit gets bad for him (laughs) in Infinity War, too. He's talking about when the Guardians of the Galaxy find him, and he's talking about what he has been through and stuff, and he's like, well, I lost my hammer, and uh, I had to kill my sister, and uh, then my brother was killed, and then my best friend was killed, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's, like, going through all of this stuff, and 
it's it's, it's pretty dark. <laughs> but he still has a good sense of humor. Of course. Yes. Seems like. I don't know. You know, so, yeah. This is this didn't make me want to go watch all the other Thor movies. Like, you know, I so the main reason I I know that you're not really into the Marvel stuff. The main reason why I chose this as one that I thought you might like too is because is because it's Taika Waititi it's entertaining and it's, it's funny and it's Jeff Goldblum and yeah. it's uh, Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. and it's just a great. I think it's I honestly think it's just a really fucking funny movie. You it know, is. outside of the comic book universe inside of the comic book universe it just makes me fucking laugh and as you know as i already said too like i'm i'm really into what we do in the shadows right now so i'm i'm in all of it at the moment what's the didn't uh taika watiti make the movie about the nazis that i haven't seen yet jojo rabbit yeah i really want to watch that yeah i haven't seen it yet either and i keep telling myself too and i just i don't know why i haven't i just haven't the same reason i haven't seen a shit ton of other movies He's got to be in just the right headspace for it. I think so, yeah. yeah. But um, the music. The music also, I mentioned this like before we started recording that, um, I mean, I love Zeppelin mm-hmm. regardless. But that's, yeah, that's actually my ringtone. Dun, 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 dun. And I, I love that song. This is my advice to the world. If you love a song, don't make it your ringtone. I don't know how many people oh, know no. this. Or, it's because you can't hear it without thinking somebody's calling you. And for you, that's a nightmare. And it is. Yes. I don't want people to call me. That is, it's usually telemarketers or somebody who like fucking needs something. I don't want that shit. And I experienced this. I should have known better. I should have known better because it happened with Fortunate Son. Fortunate Son, <laughs> one of my favorite songs. It was my ringtone for, I don't know, five, six, seven years. And that was like maybe 10 years ago even and I still to this day when it when it first starts playing it's a song I love and when it first starts playing I have an immediate kind of anxiety reaction of like oh god who's calling now what's happening <laughs> I only have that with the I can't even do it but the the iPhone the basic iPhone ringtone that gives me I don't even know what the basic ringtone is anymore but um like, I haven't heard a ringtone on my phone in a very long time because since I've been wearing a Fitbit, I just have it on silent all the time because it, oh, the Fitbit goes off, so yeah. I never have my phone My on. Fitbit doesn't always go off. Like, um, with WhatsApp, for whatever reason, with WhatsApp, it will ding me, like, the first time, and then a lot of the other notifications I don't you get don't through get, it. Yeah. I um, just don't. I just don't. I, And I just haven't had my – and I have, I think, Happy by um, Pharrell. Mudvayne. No, <laughs> no. Um, it seems more like you, right? By mud, because it's happy question mark is the Mudvayne song is one. Of you my, didn't say it like that. Is my happy is my main ringtone, and then I have a different one for you and um, like Melissa and Kristen. But what's mine? Um, is it just the basic? No, <laughs> it's not. It's um. Let me see if I can pull it up. But I so that Led Zeppelin song, immigrant song, yeah, is a very fucking good song. Do you have? Yeah. What, is, That's why it's is my that ringtone. your favorite. Is that your favorite Led Zeppelin song? Um, it's one of the top. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually my favorite. I go back and forth. When you start talking about, like, Zeppelin and the Stones, and I, I, it, it varies based on kind of where I am in my life and my mood at the time. It's hard for me to pick just one favorite song, I guess. All right. What is this? This is very... This is your favorite. This is me? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't, because I really like this song. Okay. It's a good song. I don't know why. It's L.E.S. Artiste by Santa Gold. It's an old song. That's cool. Yeah, and I'll take Um, it. 
and then happy i don't need to look it up i was trying to think because i was actually listening to houses i forgot i had houses of the holy on my phone oh yeah so i was listening to that the other day i think cashmere might be my favorite um but there's just so Um, much good stuff tangerine has, how does Tangerine go? I don't know that Tangerine one. has been one of my... Yeah, you might have to look it up. But it's been the one that's kind of been steadily on my list as my favorite, even though, like I said, I go through different phases as well. Cashmere is fucking good. Cashmere is just a fucking... It's an epic song. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the godfather of music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's one that it almost feels... Uh, silly to call it your favorite because duh no shit yeah but it's pretty good it is great but over the hills and far away no quarter the ocean i mean this album oh yeah yeah house of the holy is one of the greatest it's incredible yeah um but yeah but immigrant song is one of those that when you you just hear it and then there's just like something clicks inside of you're like yeah and i think it was used so well oh yeah this film it is yeah for sure um i didn't realize so i guess they played it over the trailer but when Thor kind of activates into like fight mode, that's really really cool to see. And they slow everything down. That first bit where he's fighting that monster thing, mm-hmm. who's trying to start the Ragnarok, is incredible. Mm-hmm. The the it looks good, it sounds good, mm-hmm. it's fun to watch. And that that kind of like when I started watching, I'm like, okay, this is a fun movie. That's this is what they're gonna give me. They're gonna give me fun stuff. And they did. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Again, I, I kind of watching this. I think back to. Guardians of the Galaxy, sure. Mm-hmm. I think back to Masters of the Universe. I think back to, um, yeah, Big Trouble Little China. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that that was I haven't seen kind that. of a little bit of a basis for this, but I can totally see that yeah. as well. Um, all of those kinds of fun rompies, either sci-fi or slightly sci-fi. Like, you know, Big Trouble Little China wasn't sci-fi, but there are Mystical weird elements. elements. <laughs> yeah. Um, things like that. There's, oh, there was one, I can't remember the name of it now. Fuck. No, it doesn't matter. I didn't actually love the movie, but it reminded me a little bit of that, mm-hmm. too. Not that you know what it is, because I'm not telling you. Yeah. There were but. lots of things in watching it that, like, it, some stuff that reminded me of Game of Thrones, some stuff that reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. I'm not, you know... And I, that was the point. That, yeah. was, that was what I was hoping you'd get you from know, it. I didn't watch it and wasn't like, I don't know what it is about these MCU films that I don't... I just they don't care, and I don't understand if it's just, like, I can't suspend my disbelief enough... Or I just don't care about the characters. I think some things just click for people and some things don't. Like, I love Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I hate Harry Potter. It's just not for me. And I know so many people who love both of them and they're like, how can you love one and not the other? It just doesn't, it doesn't fucking work for me. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you have Marvel fans and you have DC fans. And a lot of those are the same people. A lot of people equally love Iron Man and Superman. And mm-hmm. I just... You prefer Iron Man. I, yeah, they, the, especially the new, like, Zack Snyder stuff. It just doesn't work for me. And there are reasons for that. I think that, I think Zack Snyder is a, kind of a narcissistic tool in how he Hear directs. that? Hear that, Zack? I just, I feel, everything, everything he does just feels so fucking heavy-handed. Like, can you feel it? Let me force you into feeling. Look, feel, feel it all. Feel it all. It just <laughs> makes me fucking crazy. So anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I think that's fair that certain things just work. And, and, you know, the Marvel stuff for me, I have more of a connection to it growing up with it, too, because I did, I watched the X-Men cartoons and I read mm-hmm. the X-Men comics. And yeah. Our generation, uh, I think a lot of people watched really the Hulk X-Men. and, yeah. you know, all of that kind of stuff. 
and I never really did that with Superman and Batman. Obviously, I watched the Batman movies, but I never really got into Original them as ba- much. Fucking Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I still to this day like adore it. And I'm was you know I'm into Batman forever. You just the other day turned why. us on to the '90s singer-songwriter station on Amazon Prime, and you because said, a kiss from a rose was kiss playing. Kiss from a rose was playing. Yeah, I got so excited when that came on. I have weird attachment memories to kiss right, from a rose I, because but, of the time of my life where it was but then i turn that station on and i got fucking seminal wind <laughs> i don't know what i had i don't even remember what played like there were like four or five songs in a row that were things that i haven't heard in years yeah. and each one of them linked me back to a time <laughs> in my life that felt so good and then something happened with that station whatever amazon music station it was yeah. it's not it's a good station you know there's a lot but, but i'm skipping a lot of like because i don't really like i'm not a huge fan of like Neil Young. Um, oh, really? And I, there was a couple, like some other Tom Petty songs that I don't know. So, like Fiona Apple, Sarah McLaughlin turned up for me, Sheryl Crow, um, some of that stuff I was listening to, but eh, yeah. Seminole Wind. Oh, <laughs> God. And I know that song. Like, I can fucking sing it. It's embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? It's just, it was just on a lot. Oh, <laughs> it just God. played all the time. Yeah. Strawberry, strawberry wine definitely mm. hit me with strawberry wine. Wow. Hit me hard. That was like a slap in the face. <laughs> Thank you, Deanna Carter. Those were the days. Also, also famous for Did I Shave My Legs for This? You may remember. I do not remember that. You don't that. know that song? No. It's a song. It's I believe The name it. of the song is, it's such a country, it's such a country song. I, I mean, I've had that thought. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be about a dude, like, going on it. It can literally be about leaving time. the house. Yeah, Anytime. Like, Did I shave my legs for shit, this? Shit, really? I, yeah. All right. Yeah, but this movie had 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because it's... People love it. Yeah. Um, and I... <laughs> Can I ask what your what your favorite moments or parts or lines or I mean, did you have anything that just kind of stood out or made you laugh more I mean, or anything that you enjoyed? With Cor- anything with Korg was good. Like, new Doug was really funny. Like, hey, Doug, Doug. Oh, that's right. Doug's dead. Um, yeah, Doug said that all the time. New Doug. Um, so that was good stuff. I think I liked, um, I mean, Loki was entertaining. Like, I liked seeing, I liked the Doctor Strange bit. I thought that was fun. But that's because I think I prefer that magical kind of feeling Mm -hmm. than, like, space stuff. So, So maybe you should watch Doctor Strange. Like, I liked when, you know, they landed on Earth and... Thor has his hammer, but it's an it's an uh-huh. umbrella, and then they go into Doctor Strange's space, and all these fun magical things are happening. That because that if I could be anyone, I would want to be like a witch or a wizard and be able to do things magically. I always think that's like I love that show, The Magicians, and I've just always been kind of fascinated by that. And I think I'm more interested in supernatural stuff than like space or comic book characters, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I guess I would I would. I tend to think of space as supernatural, but you mean I mean like rooted witches in, and, yeah. and werewolves and vampires and that kind of stuff, rather than things of Earth. Yeah, that's, supernatural that's things fair. of Earth. Um, <laughs> because and yet and yet, you keep falling asleep during what we do in the shadows. <laughs> I know. What the I know. Fuck, Leo. I don't. It's just. It's have you not, seen? Wait. Have you gotten through? Where are you? Like, have you even gotten through the season? I mean, the I first think season? I've seen all of episode one twice. Oh my and god! And then maybe made it in episode two. So you haven't even watched a full episode. It just has to hit me right. You know, I just watched one this morning. I just watched one this morning before I came over here, 
and it's it's just so fucking good, man. I don't understand. It's because you. it has to hit me right. I mean, I told you I've been watching all of Awkward on Hulu, and I've been I've fallen asleep a few times, and I have to just go back and You're start. So start weird. Over. It it's, makes me wonder if I have a sleeping disorder, because it seems like so many people are able to, I don't know, fall just asleep. Doze off. Yeah. yeah, and I don't. I can't. I can't decide if it's weird for you. To be able to fall asleep so easily, or if it's weird for me to never be able to fall asleep. I just think it's good. I'm, I'm happy. To me, if I fall asleep while I'm watching, it just means that I'm so relaxed, and that's a good thing. And I just, like, I don't try to fight it. I just let myself go and try to be relaxed because I feel oh. good and relaxed. Maybe that's the problem for you. I don't typically relax. Right? And then when I do, I usually fight it because I assume it's me dying. And a lot of it, so that's it. That's it right there. And a lot of it, too, is um, because I definitely have, like, okay, here's an example. I fell asleep while I was watching this movie the first time I started This one? Which is <laughs> just like... I- because Pure I are humor because, and because action. I wasn't feeling good because you know my eye has been swollen these last couple of days, which is awesome. <laughs> that you can't. You, you haven't been feeling. Oh, have you? Did you have a fever? No. Were no, you upset? No, no. You have upset stomach? No. Were you? <laughs> so then I finished watching it this morning and I was done at ten and you were going to be here at eleven and I was just feeling so relaxed and I was like, wow, I could definitely just take a little bit of a nap right now. So I just set the alarm for thirty minutes later and closed my eyes and I did kind of zone out for a few minutes. But seriously, in my head I was like, you can function after that. Yeah, but I wasn't fully asleep. But I definitely, there were things in my mind of like, but you need to get up by 1030 because you still need to, to do this and this and this before Lindsay gets here. So I wasn't 100% asleep. So there are times where I have like a restless sleep if I'm stressed, if, I, if I'm if i thinking about things that I can't solve and my brain is just spinning and twirling. But that doesn't happen all the time. It seems like you are all always in that space. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That you just can't relax because your head is thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and your thoughts are swirling around and you're trying to solve problems and... Yeah. You gotta, like, let that go. I told... Yeah. Like, it's... And it's not always... Sometimes sometimes it's kind of problem-solving stuff or thinking about the things I have to do. Sometimes it's bad, distracted thoughts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's funny, distracted thoughts, like your old vagina. Thank you. But, yeah, there's definitely... Um, yeah, it doesn't stop. I guess it doesn't stop. I, I, I'm seeing. I'm seeing what Fitbit put my sleep score at. Like last night, I, think I got an 82 last night. Well, fuck you. Which isn't that great for me, honestly. I, I last night I got a 78, and that is the best that I have had in about two weeks. 78 is great. That is for me. It's fair according to Fitbit. Yeah. But I mean, I had you know 65, 70, 67, 69. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's I don't. Rough. It's the the. I mean, yeah, I definitely have trouble shutting down. But the nap thing, I don't know. I've never like even as a kid. I if if I'm able to fall asleep in the middle of the day, I'm fucked for the rest of the day. Really? Like I just can't. Well, I can't that, recover from that. That happens to me sometimes, but most of like I mean, I've been taking that Benadryl too, so that does help me. So when I take a Benadryl, it will make me really drowsy and usually knock me out, but I don't actually get, not knock me out, like knock me out, but like I don't, I still don't, I don't sleep well on it at all. Like I've tried it as, because it is essentially a sleep aid. I mean, over-the-counter sleep pills mm-hmm. are Benadryl. Um, so I've tried it as that before to help. And I would say it, it helps me to fall asleep but I tend to wake up feeling just awful. Like I just didn't really sleep mm-hmm. well. I mean, I can take Xanax at night and all I feel is 
Like my limbs feel heavy, That's but weird. I don't feel any more relaxed. It doesn't actually help me sleep. I've been trying to take CBD. I feel no, nothing. No. No, there's and you're nothing even to the point of just putting a dropper full in your mouth, which is, that shit's nasty. It's not great. It's gross. But yeah, it's just exactly. I take a liquid dropper full. I, um, I think I just need heroin. Potentially. I maybe. Percocet. I would go with Percocets. Don't you don't do think heroin. I should just leap into it? No, no. Just Percocet's go for it. better. Percocet's okay. probably better for you. It's more expensive, but just go straight the fentanyl route. But and that way, I'm that way I'm only paying once because I assume I would die the first time. Probably, yeah. The um, I've been taking these vitamins called Bedtime Beauty. They're from Ollie, and they've got melatonin, but they've got still got like collagen and some other stuff. They're supposed to help you have beautiful skin. Anyway. <laughs> Because it's from the inside out. And, oh, um, of course. Really, I think just drinking a lot of water is probably the best thing you can do for yourself. Probably. Um, Melatonin's but, never done anything for me either. I've, I've tried I've that. taken it before. Chamomile tea, you know, having a nice tea before mm-hmm. going to bed. Nah, none that of that shit. That relax me, but, you know, I don't even alcohol will make me drowsy. But alcohol I don't makes, sleep well on it. No, like I... It's a fitful sleep. Yeah, I, I feel like my heart's beating out of my chest. and no, I but, just. I mean, I don't feel like that, but I don't feel I like do, I do, and I don't know... Why? So, I mean, this movie, yes. I don't think is was boring. And yet. <laughs> and I don't think that's the reason that I fell asleep. I think the reason that I fell asleep was that it was late at night and I wasn't feeling well mm-hmm. and I just was going to let myself. And then I was going to get up early next morning and watch it and then my eye was more swollen and I was like, fuck it. So, mm. so but I, I finished it. And I didn't, I didn't, again, I didn't fall asleep because it was boring. I fell asleep because I was tired. In the same way that I was, 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 was it The Godfather? Mm-hmm. It was making me, it, it wasn't the movie. It, was it relaxes it was you me. and you find it soothing. It and... Yeah. It's a good movie. It's fun. I should watch What We Do in the Shadows. I think Taika Waititi yeah, is oh. pretty cool. And and you you said you saw the movie, right? Yeah. The and you enjoyed great. it. I love the movie, yeah. I, so, love, uh, yeah, the movie is amazing. I, I like the show more, but I think the reason I like the show more is A, because there's a, a, a woman, there's a female character, yeah. and that, you know, as a woman, yeah, <laughs> I like to be represented too, sure. Um, but I think the other thing is I started watching the show before I saw the movie. Yeah. So I think those characters are the ones you fell in are, love yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. The, what did you say? You're an energy vampire or an emotional vampire? Me? Or you aren't. Somebody, people we know are energy vampires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we know a few. Yeah. Yeah. Ty texted me the other day because he's now uh, almost done. I think they're almost done with season two at this yeah. point. And he texted me a handful of names. <laughs> and I was like, yes, 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 yes correct. Yes. 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 <laughs> All of those people are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's funny. It's funny to think about it, things that way. But, but yeah. No, I'm a. Um, I, if there is such a thing as like a I don't know what 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 did we say like misery what did we call the milk I don't even fucking remember agony now milk? agony I'd be like an agony vampire You're, I think you might <laughs> be I think you might be suck people's grief and misery what do you do feed do you off of it? it like it's interesting to me that it's interesting that you would want to watch this depressing shit like doesn't that make you more depressed sometimes. I don't think I think it's it it, it allows it me validation compart- for you. Like, I think there's an element of validation. I think there's a, an element of it makes it almost easier to compartmentalize. Like if you, you know, you you <laughs> you just flipped over the bike. Your handle. I did. I did. I you ate flipped shit over the handlebars of your bike. Right. Yes, I did. And you scuffed yourself up. I got hurt. And if you were sitting here thinking, "I am so hurt. This is the worst thing ever. This is so miserable," and then you saw somebody who's a paraplegic 
who just broke their back the other day come by, you would probably be like, oh shit, no, I'm good. Like, I'm all right. But I don't so need I think- to see the paraplegic. Like, I stood up after I went over the handlebars. I stood up and I was like, nothing's broken. Could be worse. Okay, I'm fine. I think I get lost very easily, though. I get really, it's really easy for me to get lost in my own shit um, and make it into big shit. Big shit. It's it's really easy for me to feel something and then all of a sudden, and and I think maybe feel it too intensely and feel like it's the end. And then sometimes if I'm able to take in the... Sounds so fucking stupid. (laughs) I'm able to kind of take in the misery of others and be reminded. Sometimes I have to remind myself that there is more misery in the world than there is just inside of my mind. Um, and it helps me to put things into perspective, perspective. and to kind of compartmentalize what I'm feeling. And then, yeah, I think there is an element of validation to it, too. I think there's that idea of when you're feeling... It, it's like, you know, when you're in a shitty mood and a thunderstorm rolls in, that's the best shit ever. It is. That's the world telling me, yeah, you're right. We all have shitty moods sometimes, and that's okay. And here's here's a weather shitty mood. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing when you find like a really fucking depressing movie it's it's like the world is telling you yeah you're kind of a depressive and so are all these other people who made these movies that are kind of fucked up now take it all in that is just you just don't get i know you don't get it i know i I I honestly don't don't because if i'm in a bad mood or if i'm feeling bad i I want to watch something happy. I think I do have to be careful because I will get myself into a weird space where if I overdo it, <laughs> I'll get I'll yeah. get bad. Um, so I do have to cut myself off at certain points. Like, so, you know, during this time of quarantine, I've been leaning more towards lighter stuff mm-hmm. because I do think it's easier to fall into kind of the more depressive phases just by virtue of not being part of the world well that and like the world is on fucking fire right now like we're it is but for me personally for me personally obviously that's a big fucking deal but for me personally i think we've talked about this before too i get weird when i'm alone Mm -hmm. um and i think it's because of what we were talking about with you know so many thoughts and concerns and anxieties just constantly spinning out in my head Mm -hmm. so when i'm left alone with that shit gets weird yeah um so i've been alone a lot more so shit's gotten weird a lot Mm -hmm. more so yeah it's a little bit more dangerous i guess to to get too heavy into some of the really dark stuff and yet i still feel like i need some of it sometimes it's just i don't know there's something about me i guess something about me well there'll never be something about me (laughs) oh okay like you know you know what you what we're talking about right now like you're able to sleep well. Yeah. Usually, yeah. You you aren't depressed or don't allow yourself to get depressed. It's not which that is a I good don't thing. allow myself to get depressed. It's just I think you I fight it in a better way. I'm trying and, to not I'm trying to be a healthier human in yeah. my mind and body and it's I mean that's I mean, what I mean. Like it sounds like easy. you're doing fine. It's just you know. But it's also life in a lot of ways became easier when we started doing work from home and the lockdown and everything because oh, yeah. I didn't have to I'm really bad about 
making these lists and having all these things that I have to do and I was able to stop doing a lot of those things and it was easier to live mm-hmm. day to day because I didn't feel all this pressure of you have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. Yeah. The pressure has returned and now I'm having to figure out how to manage all of that but I still find it a little bit easier because commuting to and from work and getting home and feeling like, like we talked about this the other day, like before it would be like all these things I wouldn't do during the week because I'd get home from work and I'd just be pooped and yeah, I'd just yeah. feel like I'm done. And now like I can take an hour break and do laundry and stuff like that during the day. And so by the time the weekend gets here, I don't have all this stuff that's just been building up. Right? Which is great. I, for one, you know, today is Sunday. We usually record on Saturday. Sunday for me is laundry day. Mm-hmm. We didn't record yesterday, so did I do my laundry yesterday? No. no. I still have to go home and do it tonight. And do I have to do it tonight? Technically, no. I could do it throughout the week, but no. You don't Sunday have to. is laundry day. <laughs> oh, you have to do it. <laughs> so I do have to do it. Uh-huh. So I think it's great that you have the ability to uh, well, to, I, to break things up. I like think I was too, giving but. myself also more permission to just be, take it easy on myself. But again, yeah. coming out of it, now I'm starting to feel like I'm having all this, th- like a somebody finished their novel while they were in quarantine and eh, somebody else that. did xyz on their house and all i did was live yeah. and i haven't even replaced my faucet my kitchen faucet which has no hot water but you, i have not replaced i still have a broken overhead fan in the kitchen there's no light there's no light in the kitchen i've been living with a dark kitchen for months because i'm too lazy to replace the fucking no, i have light. tons of stuff around here that i haven't done but it, you know i just am trying to be okay and nice to myself and yeah it's so I you know and I think some people have also the people you're talking about like who you know finished a novel or done this or done that I think a lot of those people are people who have so much other stuff going on in their lives that I don't know that work from home has turned into a completely different headspace Mm. like if somebody has kids and they're working from home they were already working from home. Yeah. Every night when they got home, they were they working. Were Every stuff. morning yeah. they were working. So, and I think that is something that's been different for us too is it's just us. Home, home is kind of just a relaxing place, mm-hmm. but it can't be a relaxing place while you're working there, mm-hmm. but you still have to have some sort of happy medium and how do you separate them out? And I don't it, I it feels really complicated to me. I'm sure it feels super complicated to people who have kids because yeah. they're dealing with oh, yeah. that separation too. Um, but m- from a mental standpoint and having that sort of it was always so easy to have a disconnect between the workplace and the home place and now there is no <laughs> now there's no fucking barrier mm-hmm. I'm, and you know at first I hated and we've talked about this too I hated working from home because I missed being in the office and seeing people and now I'm thinking about what it's going to be like to go back and I've gotten in this routine of being at home and and how that goes and it is a little less stressful than being in an office surrounded by people trying to get work done like I can actually concentrate and Mm -hmm. it just feels easier and I'm really nervous about what it's going to be like to go back and be surrounded by people again because there was a lot of stress associated with that like oh yeah the people coming to your desk and feeling like they're just bearing down on you all the time and I I have realized that it is nice to be out of that space. Initially, though, I was like, I miss having people around and I miss... But I guess it just... Maybe I can... I don't know. It just... And now I'm adapting to this different new way of doing things. And it's kind of nice to get up early and go for... Like, here's the thing, though. If I really wanted to go to the coffee shop in the morning before work, I totally fucking could. I could get up early. I could watch the coffee shop. I could come back here and I could drive to work. It would be fine. But it feels easier because I don't have that commute. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. 
it's it'll be interesting to see what it's like transitioning back, which isn't going to happen for a while. So yeah, I've kind of accepted that we probably won't be back in the office until 2021 at the earliest. You think? But I have no idea when. Like it'll be, I don't know. So a lot of people are going back now, but our office space is such that it just doesn't. It's right, not, it's not going to work for us. It's for not a while. safe yeah. for us. We can't social distance in that office. So. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it's It was scary in the beginning, and then it got less scary because I found, like, the new normal, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's getting scary again because there are still all of these unanswered questions, and, you know, we've kind of become a little bit of a hot spot where we're living now, and what does that mean? And I don't know. It just sucks that it we're still in it. True. So I try not to think too hard about it, though, because... I can't solve it. True. I can only do my little my little piece, which is wear a mask. <laughs> wear a fucking mask. Wash your fucking hands. Wash your fucking hands. Wash your dirty ass hands. Man. Wear a mask. Social distancing. That's all I have to say about that. It's Thor the Dark World. No. No. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Ragnarok. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. Good. Good. Yeah. Now will you go watch what we do in the shadows? Maybe. Please. I need to finish Awkward first. Oh, fuck I probably, Awkward. I probably got like maybe, I don't know, half a dozen episodes left. Ugh. I'll finish it today. Gross. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Whatever. You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. You're dead and out of this world. All right. Anything else? No, I'm just glad. I mean, like I said, I just wanted you to to laugh i wanted to laugh yeah, i did um so yeah i'm glad that you at least found it funny i did cool all right thanks everybody for listening bye 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 the movie virgins hey people this is leah i just wanted to say actually just wanted to ask you do you like taika watiti so i have seen jojo Ra- jojo rabbit now and Lindsay has watched jojo rabbit and we both liked it very much so if you are into that you should check it out uh streaming on hbo max now um he's amazing i think it's pretty obvious that Lindsay is very very obsessed with him so um take if, if you're listening um please be careful and keep your eye out for the blue-haired lady from missouri she's coming for you um yeah lovecraft country came out on hbo on sunday was incredible i watched the first episode and it blew my goddamn mind so i don't know hbo is just doing some fucking magic right now you need to if you don't have it you should just be paying for it just just fucking do it um yeah so next week we have for you an oldie but a goodie clint eastwood and sandra Locke in bronco billy so uh that's a fun one if you haven't seen it you should check it out um and you know we hope that you enjoyed this episode of course everyone likes the mcu and thor and chris hemsworth right so um i'm sure we'll be watching another mcu movie at some point if Lindsay has anything to say about it Um, so in the meantime wherever you're listening please do subscribe and on the apple podcast if you would please go to rate us and review us we would love that um, but yeah, we really appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, wear a mask, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. One last thing, the music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers. <laughs>